0: Welcome to the Hustlers Manifesto podcast. We jailbreak from toxic hustle culture. We take Hustler back from a belief that bigger is better, security is contingent on compliance, and freedom is reserved for the powerful. I'm your host, Sarah Duran. I'm not here to tell you how to make a quick buck. I'm here to change the way work is done so that we can live more meaningful lives right now instead of betting on an uncertain future. If you value this content, please rate it and comment on this podcast wherever you get it. If you're a freelancer, consultant, or solopreneur who needs better strategy for your business, learn more about what I do at fruitioninitiatives.com. Thanks for being part of the movement. Hey. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. It's good to see you. It's so good to see both of you. I'm so glad to have you on the new iteration of the podcast. So let's start off with, and I think we can just see how this goes, like if we want to bounce back and forth or do see what the connections are, but I'll let you guys introduce yourselves and then we can go from there. So the three questions that I have everyone answer in the beginning, and we clump these all together because they end up just all connecting, is who are you, what is your work, and why do you do it? So whoever wants to go first. Me? Yeah. I'm Beth Gumry
1: and I'm an accountant. And I never thought I'd say that because I wanted to be an artist. And then that didn't work out. And I somehow ended up being an accountant. But what I do that's a little bit art related is I help people develop a better financial narrative for their organization. So the story that you're able to tell based on your financials that's the world that i'm inhabiting right now and i do work for some for-profit organizations and i also work for nonprofits and basically what i'm always trying to do is help companies maximize their impact by making sure they're doing the smartest things with their money and that they also that they understand what those things mean so it's a lot of fun. And I've been doing this for uh, coming up on 22 years this August. And um, it's a blast. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy seeing people be
0: successful. I love it. So, it's so, it feels so awesomely nerdy to me where it's, I love people. I love helping people build their financial narrative. And I could see the true joy in your face that you talked about, it, which for so many people have been like, Oh, my like, God. This oh. is why I need Beth <laughs> to help me build my financial narrative because I don't want to think about that at all. Well, well it's,
2: too, I think the other thing that you... I mean, I know there's a lot we could go into, but the thing that Beth left a little bit out of there is that she helps a lot of nonprofits, has helped a lot of nonprofits, and a lot of them have been in the arts and other humanitarian types of services. And so... I think, that that you have this appreciation for art in general and a lot of other things, of course, and that you've been able to connect the dots between what you're really great at, which is the accounting side, and like what you're passionate about and love and appreciate, which is this art side, this humanity side, and support those people on those organizations that are doing really great things in the world because they need a trustworthy and savvy accountant to figure it all out for them and to provide that backbone of support for them so they can go do their best work. So just add that to little story there. Oh,
1: thank Thank you, Tiff. Yeah. What the goal is to help nonprofits maximize their impact, right? So they're here to do something for the world. And so they can do that so much better when they understand how they're doing and think about how to improve their situation. So anyway, thank you, Tiff. That was very nice. I love
0: it. you what right. about you? What are the three questions again? <laughs> who are you? Who are you? What is your work? And why do you do it? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so
2: I'm Tiffany Jones. I am a mama to a four and a half year old. I am married. We've been together. We've been married for about almost 13 years now. It's pretty cool. And we live in Southern California, Oceanside. We actually just closed on a house yesterday. So that's very exciting. And what I do is I, I work for myself. I'm a consultant and I work with businesses in various capacities. originally started as a project manager, which I still do a lot of today, but then moved into a little bit more on the operation side. I don't know, operation strategist. I don't really like title. And then currently I am a fractional CEO for a company, which happens to be my dad's company. It's a software company, fully remote, and we're growing and it's super fun and exciting and challenging and dramatic and just all the things that comes with co-CEOing a business and then also doing that with your father. So that's super fun. I feel really incredibly <clears throat> just really lucky to have such a such an opportunity. And then what's really cool is that Beth is also involved in that business as fractional CFO. So she, again, just supports us on the financial side so that we can just focus on getting really great work done and shipping a great product. That's what I do right now. Typically, I have multiple clients and multiple projects going on, but I've been really focused on this company for about the last exclusively for about the last year and a half or so. And that's been really fun. It's been an interesting shift. um, And we can get into that more if we want to. But it's been really cool to just have one main client to really dig into for a long haul. You can really actually get a lot of stuff done. And there's downsides to that too, but it's all good. And why do I do it? I was in the traditional workforce for since I was like 17 and had my daughter and tried to go back to work and didn't like it. I didn't like that someone else was controlling my time and was telling me when I could and could not see my child and they wouldn't really work with me. of coming up with an alternative, more flexible schedule. So that was my cue to leave that traditional workforce and go out on my own. So I do what I do so that I can create a really awesome life where I have as much freedom and autonomy as possible both from a time standpoint and from a financial standpoint. And what that looks like now is I work about 20 hours or so a week. I work out every day. I pick up my daughter around three or four and I'm with her all the rest of the day. We should go to school on Fridays and we have fun adventure time, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I go to therapy and I get to do all the things to take care of myself and then also do a really cool job. So it's pretty fun how it evolved to this place.
0: I love it. Live in the dream. Live, Live, in, the the dream. Dream. Live in the dream. Living the dream. Okay, there's so many things there. But before I go anywhere else, I just also want to talk about like how we all got connected. Oh yeah. Kind of the-, the other venture that you two do together. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about that? Adventure, adventure, probably yeah. a little bit of both.
2: Yeah. When I went out on my own and as a mother to a at that point, a one year old and really was able to find such great freedom and just a better situation as a being being able to become the parent I really wanted to be. Also still being able to make an income and work. I enjoy working, although I would like to not be working. My goal is to be work optional by the time I'm 40, which is in about three and a half years. So that's exciting. And I realized this is really a viable path for a lot of parents. I knew a lot of my peers around me were really struggling with what was going to happen when they had to go back to work and dropping their baby off at a daycare. And they it, they really did not want to do that. Not that's a bad thing, but for some people, it's just not what you want, but you see no other way out. And I really realized that this was such a, a viable path, especially for people like me who've been in a career for a while. They have a, a, a large network. They have experience. They are highly skilled in what they do. They're not just fresh out of college. They have all of this behind them? And how can we leverage that to maybe work for yourself and get your own clients and, and figure out this freelance consulting world? So I got together with Beth. Beth and I have been working together for a long time. We worked together at a co-working space many moons ago. And I said, hey, what if we started a company where we supported parents specifically, but there's other, there are non-parents in the community as well. Who want to learn how to do this, and we can serve up content that's easy to digest, easy to understand. Because as parents, you don't have a lot of time, you don't have a lot of bandwidth. So, how can we quickly and easily get them the resources and a community that they can tap into of uh, people who really understand what it's like to do this? And so, we jumped in and we did that, and we started the Kenza Collective. Kenza was inspired by my daughter's name, Mackenzie. And so there we have a free Slack community. We have a ton of free resources. We have a podcast called Kenza Pod. The first like 80 episodes are all about just how to run a business and taxes and all the things you need to know. And we're continuing on that. And then Beth and I also offer uh, one-on-one mentoring for people. Yeah. And then we
1: met Sarah. Who? I think Sarah must have come on the podcast in like year one or season yeah. one or something. Right. 'Cause I remember you being there way back. Yeah, early on.
0: Yep. It was a while. It wasn't quite some it was quite some time ago. I'm not even totally sure when, how long ago it was. But yeah, I just remember, I think Tiffany, you reached out to me on Instagram and we're like, I feel like maybe we're doing the same thing. Wanna chat? And I was like, sure. I don't actually <laughs> totally know what I'm doing yet, but you seem to know what you're doing. So that would be awesome. And then we connected basically that whole time I was like we might be the same person we're both project managers so we had the whole conversation about project manager brain and how it's like a very unique thing that not everyone has and our kiddos are basically the same age my daughter's going to turn five in three days so where we connected on and then the biggest thing which is like the macro thing is you're totally speaking my language about the capital f freedom where i was like oh my god i had no idea I had no idea before I went out on my own that this was even possible or the level of free. Who knew? And I did it before I had my daughter after I had already become a freelancer. And but now, and I talk about this all the time where I'm like, I have no idea how people have quote unquote real jobs and have children, especially small children. I have no idea. I have no idea. Like how you, just from the time perspective, how you- Yeah. Yeah. How do you take care? Mostly, like, how do you take care of yourself throughout that process? Because we always end up prioritizing our kids. But I'm like, you take your kid to get daycare, you pick them up, you get home, and then you still have to make dinner, do laundry, do all the things. Like, Mm -hmm. when do you all the other things that you were saying, like, when do you go work out? When do you take care of yourself? I just can't. It boggles my mind. And props to all the people out there that are doing it. But I remember I
2: added up when I realized like what this was actually going to look like. I added up the actual hours that I was going to be leaving spend with my daughter. And I was just like, it was just such a deep. I remember coming home and saying, I don't care where we have to move, what we have to do, what money has to be pulled out of what accounts. I'm not doing this. Like I'm not sending her away and not seeing her the majority of the week. I'm just not doing it, period. So what are we going to do? You yep. know, it was just such this. There was no question about it. So thank God that I, however it happened, was like, "You go get a free laser. Maybe
0: that can work. <laughs> yep. I guess I don't even think I had that word in my vocabulary. Yeah, I decided to do it. I was just like, all I know, and I didn't have my kid yet, but I was like, all I know is that this isn't working. So I'm going to quit doing this <laughs> and I'm going to figure out something else to do. But yeah, I'm not even sure that I I don't think I started calling myself a freelancer until I started trying to talk to and coach other freelancers. And I was like, oh, this is what it's called. This thing I've been doing for the last five years. It's called this. I get it now. But yeah. So tell us, tell us about some of the impetus. You talked about some of the impetus of why you started Kenza. Tell us about like how that journey has been like running that community and like serving that audience and what are you what have you learned about what have you learned about freelancers and like what they need? What have you learned about freelancing parents? What has that journey been like?
2: Yeah. It's been interesting. What's been hard for me is the juggling between growing Kenza and having clients. It's staying true to my original goal, which was to be able to spend as much time as possible with my daughter and my family and, and all that kind of stuff. So that has been a challenge for sure. And the business has, Ken, the the collective itself, Ken, the collective is what I run all my consulting through. It's a business umbrella. And then to the front end of it, to everybody else, what they see is this this community and the various services that we offer. And so, on the one hand, it's been great to have a business. We're an S Corp and I filter everything through there. And it's really cool to learn the ins and outs about having that type of business and all the advantages that come with that and everything. Growing the community is slow, hard work. It takes a lot of time, it takes a lot more time than I anticipated. I was completely ignorant to that going into it, which is probably a good thing because I may not have done it. And yeah, it's been really cool to just see how many I just talked to someone last week who she was just so grateful for what Beth and I have done with Kenza because she's I am your exact target audience. I was in corporate and my third kid. I could not do this anymore and just has a very similar story to mine. And stumbled upon us somehow and just has totally been binging the podcast. And it just it gives you that advantage. That was like always what I wanted is like I said earlier, being a parent is so time and energy consuming to even think about the intimidation of what does it take to start your own business? How do I find clients? What do I do with taxes? Just all those questions. I wanted to provide easy resources, easy connections to people, easy and affordable ways to connect with Beth and I. If you wanted to just get quick one-on-one session, just get your questions answered. And we have definitely accomplished that. And then again, it ebbs and flows. And I've had to be really nice to myself about that, just letting that be okay. And, oh, I haven't put a podcast out in three weeks or something. That's okay. That's all right. We'll put it out when we're ready. So, Beth, what would you add to that?
1: Yeah, I can't tiff because you're a project manager you're so like you have this big scale of what we could be doing and then every now and then i say i'll say tiffany you're the boss you can do whatever you want <laughs> and she'll be like you mean i don't have to do these five part series on whatever topic nope <laughs> nope. and the stuff that that we already have done is so great and i'd love to at some point make some more content and do some more podcasts, but also we're busy with our other job. (laughs) But I think I'm so glad that um, Tiffany had this idea because you can just like multiple people have come and said, oh, that's exactly what I need. That's who I am. And that's where I I just think it's amazing because Tiffany saw this in like May of 2020. So just as the pandemic was starting to wreck everybody's lives, she was like, I just had this idea. (laughs) And it was Kenza Collective. And I think also there's probably some people that we helped along through the pandemic because when people stopped working in offices and had to get creative, I think hopefully we were able to help some people get into their own businesses. So it's been a really interesting. Three years or two and a half years, or whatever, yeah. yeah, I would say too,
2: just to add one more thing, one of the most fulfilling things that I get to hear from people is what they've what their life looks like now, the other side of this whole thing, and so for some people, that just looks like they can go to all their kids' sports events, they can pick up their kids from school every single day and just be with them for the afternoon. they can take a week off if they need to, they can be homesick with their kids if they need to or. That's just, again, coming back to that theme of freedom, it's like seeing the ripple effect of just empowering people that they can do this and then seeing how that transforms their lives. And then for me, it's like a little sneaky thing for me. is What I see the change is they're now being able to show up as the parents that they want to be, which raises better children, which is our future. And so that has always been like my sort of like ultimate. I don't think that's really maybe that's written somewhere on the website. But like for me, I see freelancing and self-employment and really taking control of your your life in this way as a world changing thing. And I think that's pretty cool, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's big, right? Being able to like I said, it wasn't. Now that I am a parent and when I started being a freelancer, I was not like considering being a parent. I was just like, oh, this is cool. I could go to yoga at 11 a.m. Like whatever I want to do. But it is it's something that I think about a lot when of all the reasons why I do my work is because it's not just about is about the freedom and the flexibility. And it's also about like setting this example for your children about how you like take care better care of yourself to be there for them more about how you take more control over your life when you realize something isn't working like when you came home and you're like whatever it is we're gonna figure it out because i think so many times we find we see i see so many people that end up just like continuing to do something that's not working whatever whether that be a job or something else without really knowing that there's like another option. And with the freelancing example, I think you're exactly right that it's like, like I said, I didn't know it was an option. When I quit my job, I was like, I guess I'm going to go be a real estate agent. What else do you do where you only pay, I'm going to pay like a thousand bucks and then I'm going to go get this job that theoretically I could make millions of dollars at. I was like, I guess that's my only option. And then lo and behold, I picked up some contract work and I picked up some more contract work. And then I was like, oh, this is way easier than real estate. (laughs) But it was like I, it wouldn't have even occurred to me. So I think what you said about just like making it feel easier, making it feel more feasible, providing people with those resources so that they can see some sort of like option besides this like struggle that they're in right now is so powerful because so many people wouldn't even think about it. And for the COVID thing, it's I think about that all the time. In the in May of twenty twenty, I think people were just still in the process of the beginning of the freaking out and then we see two three years later the great resignation and everything else where it's COVID also made a lot of people realize that life is too short to go to work and hate your life every day yeah and we're gonna stop doing that and we're gonna go do something else for a lot of people that turned out to be freelancing but it was like realizing that there's like other options is so important Yeah,
2: I a common misconception that I fell into the trap of before that I try to just share when I can is that a lot of people think that having a a quote unquote sort of nine to five job or whatever working for someone else is the more safe thing to do, the more Mm -hmm. secure thing to do. And I'm not saying it's not. This is not just like a blanket statement, but I just want to challenge that idea if anyone listening thinks that because you're never safe working for someone. Nope. You have no idea, unless you're Beth, what the financial situation is. You have <laughs> no idea what kind of things coming, what kind of cuts are coming. You just don't know. And you're not in charge of that. And you could be completely blindsided one day with a layoff with this person I talked to a week ago. She had someone was hired above her, this terrible manager that no one liked. And people were quitting left and right because they just couldn't tolerate this person. You have no control over that. You don't get to control who you work with. You don't get to control what kind of clients. If you're in a client-facing business, you're completely insecure in that business, really. Whereas if you go off on your own and you figure it out, even if you go back to a job where you're working for someone else, you can do it. That if something were to happen, exactly how to go find clients, what kind of services you can offer, maybe it's not your dream service, but you could do it. And to me, that's security. Knowing that I could generate that income for myself if I needed to.
0: It is that. It's so funny that you say that because that was something I was thinking about. I wrote a blog about this at the beginning of this year when some of those tech layoffs started, where it was like, you don't like whatever, or like during COVID, right? Like we all saw that, like, bunch of like tons of people lost their jobs. And I will mm-hmm. actually go out and say, it is more secure. Like fundamentally, it is. If, because if you think about it, All like for a couple of reasons. Your eggs are not all in one basket. Like you lose one client, you've got other clients. So you're not completely dependent upon one income source. If you pay for your own benefits as a freelancer, then your benefits are not tied to your job. So when you lose your when you lose a client, your benefits don't go anywhere. And you also, like you said, you can't fire your boss, right? But you can fire a client whenever you want. If you end up working with someone. (laughs) Can <laughs> you say it again?
2: We had said we have a whole episode on that, how to fire a
0: client. Exactly. It's a skill. It is a skill. But it is. I actually think fundamentally that it is a myth that having a nine to five job is more secure because it, it's not like you, you, if you lose your job, you lose everything. You lose your benefits. You lose your one income source. You lose the whole thing. And when you're a freelancer, depending on how your work and your business is structured, that's just fundamentally not true. Yeah.
2: Beth, I'm curious, can you remind us why you ended up going off on your own? What was your sort of inspiration for that back in the day?
1: I've been listening, first of all, I've been listening to this with some interest because I'm in my 21st year of working for myself. Could I have been able to work for another company for 21 years? Oh, hell no. (laughs) Because I probably would have outgrown the position Mm -hmm. I was in and had no place to go and I can't even imagine it. But what happened for me is I worked through a firm that did consulting, that did finance consulting, and I worked for them for about a year and a half, and it was actually really great. And I enjoyed the gigs like they would, so they would send me out on gigs, but I was there by myself, like working with people in some kind of financial transition. And I really liked that. And I really liked the idea of going for three months and solve a problem and move on to the next thing. And the only reason I didn't go out on my own is because one of the clients I had in this little consulting arrangement hired me at the end of the engagement. They said, what the work you did was so great. We want you to come and work for us. But this was right about the time. This is 2000, 2001. The dot-com bust. There's there started to be a bunch of economic turmoil brewing all at the same time, especially in California where I was. And so basically, they laid me off because I was one of the last people hired, and, and I was one of the first people laid off as this company started to get into some financial difficulties. And after that, I just said, I don't want to work for people anymore. I want to consult, and I just want to get my own gigs. And within a week, somebody from the old job who was at a new job now needed some consulting where they were. And so I did that. And then I just started like finding gigs and it just went from there. In fact, I'm in the place in a place now where I don't advertise. I barely tell people I'm available. And every now and then I just get a phone call from somebody who says, so-and-so sent me. And that's like the only people I work with, people who came through people. And the projects I do now are really fun, and I get to help an organization. But also, going back to the big F for freedom, we were talking about this before we started recording. I live in Denmark part of the time with my husband, who's Danish, and I go back and forth between Maine and Denmark doing my work, which there's no way if I worked for an employer, they'd be going for that at all. They'd be like, get your butt into this office right now, Missy. So I get to make my own schedule and it's been years of this. All of you people who are just starting off as freelancers think down the road, you've got your own benefits. I've got my own 401k plan. I've got all this stuff set up I'm just, it's as if I have a job for a company, except that I sign my own checks. (laughs) It's the best of all the worlds. So it's a lot to, it's a lot to look forward to down the the road. Those of us with kids, the kids are eventually going to grow and get out of the house. And if you've had this business all along in whatever format you want it to be, you can expand or contract based on what, things happen in your life so maybe you only have two clients or one client for a stretch but then you can take on three or four or whatever your time allows anyway it's a lifestyle choice and it's a very good one yeah
2: one quick plug there Beth from the financial side is Beth is always telling me I know much of a shortage there is of good bookkeepers yes but you're someone listening that's trying to pick something that is bookkeeping is an ongoing need forever and ever. And not only just in general, but for a business, it's a great recurring revenue source for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: while it, while it might not not sound sexy, it's one of those sort of entry points into a business. And I like to encourage people that you are a freelancer, consultant, whatever you call yourself, you get into a business and you really like them, you like the client, maybe you like their mission. And it just Getting in your foot in the door is such an advantage. I don't know if anybody's been out there looking for jobs lately, but I've heard that it's pretty gnarly out there. I've talked to people who are all over the place in terms of director level or entry level or whatever, and it's hard. And when you're a consultant and you have that in a business and you like them, you have an opportunity now to find ways to make yourself useful. Mm-hmm. So, Beth is always talking about don't make your bookkeeper do social media and other jobs. Let them just do their job. But my point is that even if it doesn't sound sexy, it's one of those jobs that is pretty easy to find clients. Just talk to Beth. So I'm sure she'll hand some right over, refer you to them, and then you can get into a business and maybe grow from there, evolve when you have this bookkeeping skill and you can make yourself useful in other ways. You can pitch other projects to them. So, anyway, I always try to encourage people out there who have any interest in finances or it, bookkeeping sounds at all interesting that that is a great path to offer you.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's ongoing work forever and ever. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: yeah. I can attest to that. That it, bookkeep, Good bookkeepers, good accountants are hard to find. Yeah. And it's, it is a, that's what I was saying at the beginning, but like your face lighting up about the financial narrative where I was like, that is you really knowing like what you love to do and like yeah. leaning into it because like most like I think that's what? one of the reasons why they're so hard to find is because I don't know that everyone really wants to do that and <laughs> we all have our own strengths we all have our own preferences but it was like seeing seeing the joy in your face about the fighting I, I was just I know. like you you are doing your work in the world I am doing we all need it a lot yes yes, yes. exactly. You, I want to touch on one other thing that you said, Beth, that I think is so true about the, just like the, another plug for the resiliency, I think, of freelancing versus having a nine to five job is you can, I think there's generations that, you know, you go work for a job, you work there, you put your 30 years in, you get your pension, you go retire, and then you move on with your life. And now I think we're seeing younger generations that like keep jobs for two three years and then move on to something different because they're more about checking other boxes that are not just about like stability and the pension and other things. And so I think that's another, just another plug for being a freelancer is you can change, you can adjust your business, whether it's about things that are interesting or like you said, Beth, like your client load expands and contracts depending on where you're at in that phase of your life, but also something gets boring. You just, don't do that thing anymore and you go find something else more exciting to do or you go you level up to the next iteration like you get in the door from being a bookkeeper and you level up to whatever fractional cfo and so it's is this other thing where it's like you can um the long-term possibilities for fulfillment and meaning and purpose in freelancing work i think are often overlooked because the other, all the other things are really important, the flexibility to freedom, the money, all that kind of stuff. But it is really just a job where you can reinvent yourself and you're 100% control in how much you love or don't love what you do. Yeah.
1: And you can become an expert in your thing, too. Mm-hmm. If you stay with your thing, you can, after 10, 20 years of that thing and evolving and exploring the different iterations of your thing, whatever your thing is. You start to become somebody that other people go, oh, that person really knows a lot about that thing. And so that's fun, too, because then you become a subject matter expert of some sort Mm -hmm. in some way. And that's fun. That's really
0: fun. And then you become like Beth and you have to have the secret password to to get to Beth. You're like, so-and-so sent me. And are you taking on new clients? And you're like, what's the password? <laughs> you have the three docks Little eye hole that you open up to see <laughs> the like a speak it's like a speakeasy <laughs> Stop it. it's so true i tell people all the time they like so the work that i do as a freelancer is like super weird and like niche and i don't advertise for it at all it's just it's all word of mouth it's all referrals it's all just like meeting people and like making connections and building relationships which i also think is a lost art Whereas, like, I think a lot of newer freelancers and it totally depends on the type of work you do, too. I'm not going to say that works for everything, but actually, I do think it works for everything. But a lot of, I think, newer to the game freelancers or younger generation freelancers are just like, I'm going to build a click funnel or I'm just like going to be on social media. And I'm like, yeah, but like you could also just build relationships with people and like maybe you're going to find better people to work with. And Yeah. So we all want to get there where it's just not doing any advertising. You get to pick and choose the projects <laughs> where you're like, that looks fun. That one's going to yeah. bring me joy. I love it.
2: And also not being afraid to turn down work. Yeah. You don't need to pay the bills. Don't do that. But if you can do a good job setting aside a little bit of a cash cushion, we have a whole episode about the importance of having a cash reserve. And one of the biggest things we talk about is it gives you that flexibility to say no if you want to and it, it gets you out of a bind if you're in one so if you're between clients not taking someone on because you have this you feel this pressure really understanding that if you take on what you know to be a not right fit product or client you are filling a lane of your time and you're going to not be able to take on what is the right fit and that is going to be a drain on your energy and drain on everything. It's not going to be fun. You're not going to like it. And I think there's a lot of unprogramming that you have to do if you're coming out of a traditional workforce, which is you have to do what you have to do. If your yep. boss asks you to do something, you don't want to do it. It doesn't really matter. You got to do it in general. And really, it's not like that. But it takes, again, if you've been in that for so long, it takes some real Deprogramming, and I still uncover layers to this day of deprogramming. What thing? What I think it should look like? How hard you think you're supposed to be working? Some forty hours a week, or whatever, to earn a living. And when you're not working that, you're earning a great living. Oh, this is allowed. Like this Mm -hmm. is a thing. This is I can let myself do this and enjoy this. This isn't wrong. This isn't bad. This isn't whatever fill in the blank. Anyway, Mm -hmm. went off on a little tangent there, but it's just something to be aware of. Is like really questioning your instincts and your reactions and just making sure that coming from the new you, the future you of the freedom you, or is it coming from corporate working
0: for the man you? Yep. Yep. That's it. That's it. I think that is the perfect note to end this on. Um, We are not, we are going to say no to things that are not a good fit because we are not going to operate with a scarcity mindset. We are no longer working for the man and we get to choose what we do who we do it for, when we do it, and why we do it. Yeah. And the big F is for freedom. And the big F is for freedom, among other things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. It was so wonderful to have you guys on. I will make sure, I definitely want to link to some of the podcast episodes that you guys mentioned in the show notes. And then we'll obviously have you back on because we could talk about many of these things forever.
2: But mentioned- and then just real quickly about the podcast episodes is that earlier you mentioned just the power of Really helping people see what the possibilities are. And that was the inspiration behind a series, which is how we met Sarah, called So You Wanna Be a... And oh, yeah. Like. And so what we did in a whole series of episodes where we interview parrots specifically who are doing this and we hear their full story. What were they doing beforehand? How did why did they decide to make the leap? How did they make the leap? We get in the weeds because I want to paint the picture and show people that this is possible and this is what it looked like for this person, exactly what it looked like and what it looks like now. And so Sarah's was, so you want to be a project manager, but we have copyright and we have digital business manager. We have podcast producer. We have a bunch of them. So that is a great resource for people if they're just curious and they want to see the possibilities through a story format.
0: Yep. It's an invaluable resource. Getting to watch someone through their journey because all the journeys are different. Yeah. And there's no like right way. All um, right. Yeah, we'll definitely link. We're we'll definitely link to those. And then a couple of the other ones that you mentioned the cash reserve one for sure, how to fire a client. And if there's any other ones, just let me know. But it was so lovely to talk to both of you today. And I look forward to having you on again soon. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks. Thanks, Sarah. Take care.